Unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be one thing. A UFO. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode, what are we on, 92, 93? I don't even know. I lose track. I'm not good with numbers. UFO No Podcast. 93, bro. Hey, that's Nathan, by the way. Welcome, Nathan. How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. I really appreciate you coming along. If you're on the Discord, which you should be because it's fantastic, you're getting a live experience right now, especially uh, that means if you're a Patreon member, you get get, uh, access to the Discord. But welcome to the show. This is your break from the propaganda, the bad news, the political nonsense. Let me tell you something. It's running rampant. It's really going crazy. Um, And we're going to have some fun talking about invisibility in ancient, or I'm sorry, not ancient, alien abductions. Every time I go to say aliens, what goes through my mind the first time is ancient. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, the Ancient Alien Show has done a fantastic job at making sure that you think ancient aliens every time before, at least for me, before I say aliens. It drives me insane. Yeah. So I'm always on the oh, verge yeah. of saying ancient every time I say aliens. And that time, I fell off the fucking cliff. So... Anyways, but welcome to the show. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate you. Um, we're in the stratosphere. I'm cruising about 95,000 feet. So, you know, mediocre highness. How are you, Nate? Ooh, I'm above the clouds. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, Still yeah. Still sunny here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear skies, baby. We're going. If you like the show, be sure to share this episode. Give us a really nice review. It really does help YouTube. The Rumbles, uh, if you're on Spotify, you're on iTunes, all that great stuff. You can absolutely review, rate while you're listening to the show. Fantastic. Go do it right now. Thank you so much. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Rumble. Give us some comments. Give us some likes. It helps all the algorithms and good shit like that. And it really does help. Uh, also, be sure go check out that link in the show notes portal to everything UFO know a podcast that you can go check out the merch. You can go again to YouTube. You can go to the Rumble. You can access everything, but you can go check out that merch. We got some good shit on there, and not too super expensive. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, don't forget, you can donate Patreon.com/slash UFO No Podcast. Like I mentioned before, you get access to the Discord as well as uh, you get all my loyalty. You get access to the entire library of uh, episodes ad-free completely. Um, And then uh, if you sign up for other tiers, you get access to rewards. So merch, that's not free because obviously you're giving me money. Thank you very much. But little rewards for your support. So I really appreciate that. Um, Otherwise, that's it. Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, So Let's let's do it. So invisibility in alien abductions is something that is not really talked about. There's a lot of phenomena, a lot of weird phenomena that goes into alien abductions. I'm not sold. As you know, if you listen to the show, I'm not sold on the idea that uh, aliens or just aliens are abducting people. I think the governments, random governments, not just us government 
random governments around the world could be doing this as well. I think a lot of governments have technology that they're not telling their people. It comes out in random moments and times when all of a sudden there's a giant leap in technology. It's not just because they uh, engineered that shit overnight. They've been doing it for a long time, but now they're able to implement it. So they need to leap us forward so they can start doing the next shit. Um, so anyway, so this is something that is just not talked about with phenomena. You, you know about the, you know, the missing time phenomena, you know about all that different stuff, but maybe there's this theory that maybe invisibility technology is being utilized in these abductions. Now, a lot of these uh, people say it is aliens, that it's not government, but let's break it down and see what it might be if it's aliens, if it's government. Um, and will we ever really know? Probably not, but let's check it out. Let's, uh, let's see what's up. So anyways, the main thought is that with this technology, abductions could be happening at any moment. At any time, if you have invisibility going on, you could just pluck somebody out of a crowd. No problem. Nobody would ever know at all. There's a, a book called Sight Unseen, Science, UFO Invisibility, and Transgenic Beings by Carol Rainey, Bud Hopkins. And they talk about uh, numerous cases that suggests the use of some kind of cloaking technology, if not straight-up invisibility. One of these cases happened in 1948. The story goes uh, that a young family, Joan and her uh, four children, uh, something, an, another thing that, that before we go forward with this, where are the fucking dads? Where are the dads? A lot of these are like a dad. Isn't that usually the question? Probably went out for a pack of cigarettes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lady just didn't want to bring it up in her, her UFO abduction scenario. So I'm alone with my two kids, and I get abducted. You know, it's it's like, well, where's dad? Where's your husband? Why are you alone? These are these are questions I'm I'm not sure of. But either way, it's not talked about where uh, where let's say his name's Danny that would be married. Is there to, a last name at all or anything? No, nope, just, just Joan. And Joan is in the in the story in the in the tale. Joan is in quotations. So who knows if that's even a real name? Could be an alias, you know. Could be a, you know, she was she wanted to be anonymous, so she goes, just call me Joan, you know. Who knows? But she does give up her kids' names, Molly and Danny. Oh, that's where I got Danny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so her children, she's with her children: four-year-old Molly, six-year-old Danny, in their three-story home. Comes into play later. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, they're taking naps in their rooms. Nice afternoon nap, top floor. Um, That's the best. Right. Well, that and afternoon delights, which, you know, two different activities, um, but still, still. They even made a song for it. It's That's a wonderful right. song. That's right. I wish I had a snippet of that right now. Um, <laughs> anyways, it'd be so great. If I could do that, if I could, I'll tell you what, if there's anything that I want neurotechnology for, Okay, it's the ability to pull a song up when I think about it. I would get a I would get a neural link for that to be able to just play a song in my head like a soundbite and then be able to like project it out a nostril or something, you know, when in, in the right moment. Oh, my God, man. Like, okay, the only downside is you got to plug your right nostril, but you can totally hum out, you know, uh, don't stop believing. Just pull right in your earlobes to rewind and fast forward. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Dude, why are you stroking your earlobes? Oh, I'm going back in the song. You know, oh, are you or are you just getting off? 
just open your mouth and some Barry White starts coming <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you're there, stroke, baby. <laughs> stroking your lobes, mouth wide open, standing on the sidewalk. Hilarious, dude. That's going to be the new version of somebody playing an instrument on the sidewalk for change. They're just going to be standing there strumming their earlobes with their mouth wide open with a hat down on the sidewalk. You know, <laughs> give me money. I'm paying all the hits. Oh, shit. <laughs> so anyway, so they're, they're, uh, they're napping in their rooms when Joan wakes up uh, with this sudden urge to go check on the kids. But when she goes to check on them, they're gone and the window's wide open. She looks down and sees out the window and sees the kids laying on the front steps. But what's weird is that they're off center. So it's not like they fell straight down because the steps weren't in line with the window. So imagine like a window that's kind of like off to the left of a of a uh, of the front of the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, so uh, she sees them laying on the front steps, run, not thinking about anything else, runs downstairs, goes to check on them. Uh, they're unconscious, like they'd fallen out of the bedroom window, but neither one of them seem injured. There's no, there's no, um, they're just laying there with their eyes wide open. There don't seem to be any pain. They're not crying, don't seem to be injured, but she's not taking chances because they're unresponsive. So she scoops them up, takes them into the, uh, uh, puts them in the car, takes them to the hospital. So when the doctors look at them, they realize they're completely uninjured after falling down out of a three-story window, completely uninjured. <laughs> so here's what the doctor's explanation is. Oh, kids are resilient. They just, <laughs> they just bounce right back. They're like rubber, Go man. No shit, dude. Cool. This, is what the, this is what the prognosis was. The only explanation was that, oh, they're durable kids. They fell out the three-story window. Yeah, you know, kids. <laughs> Hilarious. So when Joan asked the kids what happened, Danny tells her, the son tells her that there was this plane flying overhead that he wanted to see. It was low enough that you could see it from the window, so he wanted to see it closer. So he, he mm -hmm. jumped out of the bed and went to run to the window, and Molly, the little girl, ran after him to beat him there. Next thing they know, they're both tumbling out the window. So she asked Molly what she thinks. She didn't remember much except seeing the plane and feeling like they were floating. Uh, the next thing they know, they're laying on the concrete steps, looking up, but... She couldn't say anything. She couldn't move. She couldn't do anything, but not in a painful way, just stuck. You know what I mean? So is it possible, like, these kids just got up, went downstairs, were laying on the steps and just staring at the clouds or some shit? Like, pulling a prank on their mom? I well, have no idea, but... That's, uh, you know, that's very interesting you say that because that came up later in the, the when people were skeptical. You know, they were like, well, you know, if they're not injured, clearly they played a, you know, they, they tricked their mom. But my question was, why would they stage something like that? Yeah. You know, uh, now Joan says that there's no way they could have snuck downstairs for one, because they would have hurt her. Now she, she, you know, whether that means she was a light sleeper, I mean, obviously, she's very well attuned because she jumped up ready to check on her kids. I don't know about you. You're a dad. I'm a dad. I've had those moments, you mm -hmm. know, and 
Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a pretty solid sleeper, but I'll tell you what, there's certain things that still wake me up. You know, a very a vibration because I think my phone, you know, is going off or something, whatever. Um, so there's little things that, like, trigger you as a parent uh, that you just, whether you're unconscious or not, it's going to pull you out of that. You know what I mean? So I get where she's coming from on there saying, look, there's no way they could have snuck past me. I, I'm in tune with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, again... That's what I thought. I thought, well, maybe they pulled a prank on her, but then why would they do something like that? Why would they why would they stage something like that unless they're I would think because I've ta- I've I've talked about stories before where um there was this uh, I'm trying to Lindley Lindley Street or whatever case. It was a paranormal case, but I I kind of pulled it down to a lot of crazy amount of energy causing weird phenomena in the house, not necessarily a poltergeist. Um, but anyways, the little girl had a history of fucking with people. She had a history of pranks of moving furniture around. She, she liked things like that. So when there was this energy in the house, she actually ended up taking advantage of the situation. It wasn't all her, but some of it was, it was very, very interesting. I know. Right? Like what the fuck? Right. Yeah. Right. Give that kid a buzz cut and send her out into public. Give her some humility. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's the only way, man. Oh, really? I'm, t- I'm taking your hair. Fuck you. Uh, so anyway, so um, that br- that'll bring down anybody because I don't know. I don't know why that comes to mind. I just think like if somebody was like, I'll cut all your hair off. I'd be like, you know, don't do it. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so she says, no way that they snuck past her. I don't see what reason in the first place they would have staged something like this without a history of being fucked up. You know, a history of doing... I mean, look, we don't know where dad is, so maybe, you know, daddy issues are causing them to act out and fake their own yeah. death. You know, I who knows, man? But get some ketchup involved, fucking amateurs. You know, they didn't look injured at all. You could have pulled tears, you know? But no, you just laid there. God damn it. No commitment. Terrible acting. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, but again, like I said, the other weird thing is that they didn't they weren't in line with the window. So clearly something was happened. Fuckery was afoot. Um, so of course, here's what I fucking hate, man. I hate this. In an attempt to get a full picture of what was going on, uh, the mom took Molly to go get hypnotically regressed. I don't know how you feel about that. About hypnotic. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, look, I know people who work in like uh, neuro linguistic programming, which is uh, NLP, which is actually a very therapeutic way to guide people to their own answers, and it borders on the line of hypnotism, but it's really about like self hypnotism and and like learning how to guide yourself through these things. And I'm sure I'm butchering this. My friend Casey would have a much better way of explaining it. But straight up hypnosis is very, very susceptible to fuckery because you are basically opening your mind up like a book. And I've said it this way before. You're opening your mind up like a book and you're giving somebody the pen. And saying, now, don't write anything in it that I don't want you to write. 
I just want you to look over what I have written and decipher it for me. But they've got the pen. And they can cross shit out. They can change words. They can put in whole sentences. That's right. Exactly. So that's the subject, whatever they want to tell you, whatever they want to tell you, collect like a chicken on stage, whenever a bell rings, why the hell can't they make you think of something else? And we know for a fact due to Manchurian style candidate style shit, which is, you know, MK ultra memory. And I've talked about this at nauseum. The CIA did these mind experiments where they successfully implanted, extracted, uh, rem- you know, c- memories, whole memories. And then you think about the ability to like, uh, like a skin graph almost where you take this thing that's not really a, a memory. In this case, it's not really your skin, but your body reads it that it is and assimilates. So with your brain, you could put in a template memory. You were abducted. Mm-hmm. You were this, that, this, or, and, and I'm going to go over a few cases. In fact, it's the cases that are in this book that I mentioned that in every case, the common denominator is not alien abduction. It's hypnotic regression. Yep. That's the common denominator. And it's amazing how they're like, oh, and look how similar they are. Yeah, no shit. It's a template memory. Anyways, I'm jumping ahead, but let's, let's get into this. So with the kids being hypnotically regressed, Molly unlocks... Huge air quotes unlocks a memory from when she was tumbling out the window. She said everything went dark because the silver plane was so low that it cast a shadow over it. Now, we're talking about a four-year-old. Nathan, tell me, if you hovered something giant that you or I have never seen or can comprehend other than being a plane to a four-year-old, would they be able to decipher like the fact that that plane was causing the shadow and that's why everything got dark? No. I mean, they're, they're just learning about the world. They're yeah. still, I mean, they, I mean, think of the questions that your toddler asks you. Yes, exactly. You know, like, why is the sun there? That's right. The, the, what it, are trees? Yes. You know? Like you said, they're learning the world. They don't have an understanding of what shadowing is and that it's cast from something blocking out the sun. But yet, under hypnotic regression, that's, by the way, guided by an adult who does, yeah, who does understand these things, is saying, oh, mm-hmm. it got dark because the plane was blocking out the sun. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a minute. I, maybe I was a dumb four-year-old. Oh, I'm still dumb. <laughs> now I'm almost 40. i just i don't buy that for a minute i don't buy that for a minute that that four-year-old was able to say oh this plane came down so low that it blocked out the sun and that's why everything got dark no so this is all assuming that these kids can only jump straight forward right it's not like they stood in the windowsill and jumped at an angle like i'm not saying that they're gonna be successful in the jump i mean i mean what you said it's three stories high yeah there's no way these kids would be safe from it but i'm just kind of shooting in the dark here i mean it says that the they're found by the stairs that were offset from the window okay well how you know they could have easily jumped at an angle but even still uninjured there's a lot of yeah. a lot of unexplained shit. Unexplained, it, but, but it still does not add up 
in my opinion, to alien abduction. I think that's a that's an added equation. That's an added thing there that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. So so the other memory that she unlocked, and I'm look for those people that absolutely believe in this stuff. I probably sound like a total dick, but the truth is is that you have to look at this for what it is. You have people that specialize in hypnotically regressing alien abductees. That's a very specialized niche that, look, I mean, people are going to be people and they're going to take advantage. They're going to say it's like the same idea of psychics and all that. You have people that absolutely are not psychics, but they make money, good money, being so-called psychics. Mm-hmm. So it's is this not the same? But it's more. It's more. You're giving them access to your brain. I mean, anything, literally anything with a good hypnotist, anything is possible, as you said, from somebody clucking like a chicken on stage to them implanting a memory that you 100% believe is true. Mm-hmm. 100%. So uh, hold on just a second. I got to plug it in cord. Uh-oh. I apologize. Okay, that was okay. All right. That's why I keep everything right next to me just in case. <laughs> Well, showcase uh, your little spaceman suit a little bit. That's nice. Hey, That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. I love my spaceman suit. It's very, it gets me in the mood to uh, go exploring through the cosmos. So, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she remembered that both she and Danny were floating, uh, floating out the bedroom window into a beam of light taking them into the plane where several alien creatures did examinations on them. This is coming again from a four-year-old under hypnotic regression. So it goes from, we have a mystery of two children, six and four, falling out of a window 27 feet high that land perpendicular. Well, I don't even know if I'm using the right word. Is that not the right word? I just want to use it. Tell me, Nathan. Mm, that fell perpendicular. Did they? I mean, is that right? Off to an angle is what I'm getting at. But I wanted to use perpendicular, anyways. It's it doesn't matter. I think you're. I, I, I think you're in the ballpark. I'm going to say it right now. It means off to the left. So perpendicular <laughs> to <laughs> the, to the to the window. That's it. That's all we have. And all they saw was a silver plane overhead when all this happened. But under hypnotic regression, now it becomes an alien abduction where they were experimented on. Out by how many people did you say? What's that? How, how many people? Uh, you said there's like seven people that conducted experiments on them? Is it doesn't say seven. It said several. Several? Okay. Several. Several creatures. Yeah, not seven. That would be a very specific number. <laughs> that that yeah, would be what I was wondering. That there would be code. I'm like, wait, this four year old sitting there counting these people. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> One alien creature. Ha 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 ha. Two alien creatures. Ah ha. <laughs> of course. Again. Look, these are odd details. These are very odd things that have taken place in this scenario. But in my mind, that does not add up to an alien abduction. 
Yeah, once you throw in the hypnotic regression, it leaves everything muddied waters well, again. Look, anything you could have a number of phenomena, phenomena causing that gravitational field flux, which I don't even know if those words mean anything. I just feel like it's a thing. I'm referencing Thor when I talk about that with the whole garbage truck and the kid fingering it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is like clearly that movie's not lying to us in Thor. Clearly these gravitational fluxes, there's a garbage truck floating somewhere. This, these kids potentially found one out their bedroom window and floated down to the, uh, to the step. It, it could literally be anything. It could really literally be anything. A strong wind held them and cushioned them as it led them to the step. It doesn't necessarily, and to me, that's just as likely as an alien abduction. Yeah. Odds are about the same, I guess. I, I don't, it really is uh, really is a good que- good question on how the fuck they got down there. Absolutely, but it is it, a very it is a very good question. But again, to my mind, they are in the same way that you would have a rogue cop planting evidence on a criminal to establish mm-hmm. what they the data that they wanted to support their hypothesis. That is what is happening here. In my opinion, and I could be very wrong. I probably am. This hypnotist wanted another notch on his belt. And, mm-hmm. and he got it. I mean, look, let look. I want to believe shit. <laughs> I want to believe <laughs> I knocked some shit over. I want to believe that these things are real. I want I want to. That's the whole premise for the show. I want to believe in aliens. I want to be abducted. I want all these things. I want them to be real. I want there to be a galactic federation of aliens just waiting for humanity to get its shit together so we can go up there and fucking party. Okay? And but that's also why we're here is to dissect it all yes. and figure out fact from fiction and make our own conclusions. Yeah. Draw your own dots. But doesn't it seem simpler? That there are a handful of hypnotic regressionists who specialize in alien abductions because it can't be verified or disproven in any way. It's very easily manipulated. So they just put the thought in and let the person verify. Career! That's it. There you have a career. That's it. It comes from the person themselves. Nobody can ever... I mean, look, if you have somebody that knows hypnotic regression and sits there and watches a hypnotic regressionist do this to pinpoint where they're manipulating, has that ever been done? I don't think so. So I say, look, let's fact check this shit and let's have somebody who doesn't give a flying fuck if aliens are real or not and have them watch these people, see what they do and see if they're on the the low. Yeah. But otherwise, in the meantime, I really believe like... uh, Versus the other way, which is aliens abducting humans just, and they're all doing it exactly the same way, even though we have several different, apparently different alien species with all kinds of different ships, all kinds of different modes of travel. They just all happen to be abducting humans the exact same way. Come on. That's lazy. Like I said, to me, it's easier to believe that there's a guy named Larry that wants to have an easy career that's letting 10 year olds come in and telling their tale and going, you were abducted by aliens. That, you know, that seriously, 
That's what it makes no, me think. I get it. Yeah. I mean, no offense to you, Larry, but, you know, I mean, come on, man. You're full of shit. You're full of shit, Larry. <laughs> Larry, the false hypnotist guy. <laughs> <laughs> as I have said before, a lot of times, I'll go as far as to say implanted memories by government, Manchurian candidate style. But I still can't understand why they experiment or why they would, why they would experiment when they, uh, that way, set up uh, abduction scenarios, when they experiment on us already through a variety of methods. They put it in the air. They put it in the soup. They put it in the fucking everything. You don't need to fake alien abductions. They're doing it outright. We We just don't get a vote on it. You know what I mean? So why do they need to fake alien invasions to take our livers? I don't think they need to. So so I'm not sold on the idea that it's government necessarily because, again, why? Why when they can literally come up with a reason to fuck with you? And that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> you know? Globally. Globally. So I don't know. But it is interesting. It is interesting. But as like I you said, they all seem to abduct people the same way. Yes. Uh, if you have that technology, can you think of all the amazing fun ways you could abduct these yeah. human species? Like you could really make games out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, let's let's take for an idea that we are talking about an advanced civilization traveling. Who knows how many light years, millions, billions, trillions, who the fuck knows? To travel to Earth to abduct a few humans to, to experiment on them for, for fucking what? For what? What could you possibly gain? Now, I I will absolutely say there's something for the advanced or the, I'm sorry, the future human theory. That it's us coming down. But again, I don't think we would we would abduct us to experiment on us like that. I don't see why we would do that. I mean, you know, humans are going to be humans, so. I don't know. I don't know. It is it is interesting. It's fascinating, the whole thing. But again, I'm not sold on aliens. But everything up until the fucking hypnosis, I find fascinating. But the hypnosis is cut and paste, dude. Cut and paste like what they all are. Oh, you fell out the steps? You were abducted. I'll guide you to it. You know, unlocking these memories that may or may not have ever been locked or there in the first place. But again, it's all weird. The fall from three stories, weird. No injuries, super weird. Not aligned with the window, weird. But it doesn't add up to aliens. Until you have Mr. Brain Scrambler that comes in, puts the idea literally in her head. Then it's aliens. Till then, who knows what it is. So anyways, I don't know. Uh... Another case that Hopkins and Rainey discuss in their book happened in Queens, New York, but this time the story came to them instead of them having to dig up the story. So a lady named Marianne contacted them with what she called partial memories of abductions uh, experiences going back to when she was younger, which is interesting because that is 
a detail that is often found in abductees is that it seems to be going on for a while. But I've also been very skeptical of that because people tend to want their lives to mean more. And if you have a history of being picked on by aliens, that's meaning to some people. That's sad. (laughs) I mean, yeah, man. You know, it is a little bit, you know, but at the same time, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. Everyone needs meaning. Everybody needs, you know, every, you know, some people need an imaginary friend and some people just, uh, look, like I said, I, I don't want to insult anybody or maybe I do. Fuck you. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I don't, I really just don't, uh, I, I can't get myself to be like, yep, I believe that aliens are coming that, and, and I, Love and admire the people that can because that's confidence, baby. But I just can't do it. I just can't get myself to to believe it just yet. I haven't seen enough. That's why we're here. Yeah. So one of these experiences that Marianne had, she told um, these people. I can't remember their names. I already forgot their names. Um, God damn it. Scrolling through my notes to see because I can't remember. I'm having to go all the way the back. Fuck up that fucking. Rainy and Hopkins. God damn it. I should have made a note everywhere. Literally everywhere. Uh, anyways. So one of these one of these experiences that happened in the book by uh, Rainy and Hopkins. Happened in 1957 with her best friend Angie when she was eight years old. So the story goes that Angie... Uh, they were they were both playing at Angie's house, playing in the basement, which is something they did a lot, but not in a creepy way, because that's the first thing I thought was, uh-oh, basement time. But uh, it wasn't in a creepy way. So they were hanging out. Story goes, um, this time they were doing some coloring for a bit. Then they went to go outside and play. They saw their moms on the other side of the street with several neighbors all crowded around with a police car that were talking in a group. So... Girls being curious, walk over and ask what's going on. Her mother bursts into hysterics, asking where they've been repeatedly. Um, Angie said they've been in the basement coloring, but Angie's mom said, uh, no, the house was searched top to bottom, including the basement, and there was no sign of either of them for hours, hours. And it wasn't until that moment that her mom said that, that they looked around and realized it wasn't morning anymore. It was nighttime. So they had this missing time. But neither one of them ever remember leaving the basement at all. So over the years, um, the girls would talk about it time to time, but mostly pretty much forgotten about until Marianne starts to have these random little memories pop up. So... What does she do? Nathan, what do you think she did? <laughs> mm, tough call. Yeah. Hypnotic regression. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. She went and got mm, hypnotically regressed. So under hypnosis, she finds this memory where the atmosphere in the basement changes. And at one point, Angie's not there, but she couldn't remember her leaving. Then she remembers floating up the basement stairs into a strange room on board a hovering craft 
with the typical examinations and procedures. She also claimed that while she was being transported back to her basement after this, she got caught somewhere in the actual structure of the house, like trapped in the wood as if she'd gotten uh, gone through the floors and the walls. But then she was back in the basement coloring. And then when she looked, yeah, then when she looked around, Angie was there also. And then a moment or two later, that's when they decided to go outside. So literally, now again, look, look, here's what's weird. There, There is missing time there, for sure, for sure. It seems like something happened, but that could literally have been where we've talked about time, where time realms mix, where people seem to step into another time. And they're basically invisible to that other time period during this time frame. There's people, there's, uh, I talked about one where there's a guy that steps into an alley and all of a sudden he's back in the 70s and he can literally see the portal behind him showing where he just came from. So in that time period, he's gone. But in this time period, he's still there. So maybe these girls simply were thrust into an alternate dimension and didn't even realize it because they were colored. It could have been that. What a wasted opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) It could have have literally been a number of things. But, of course, under hypnotic regression, it comes to aliens. I'm not saying it wasn't aliens. It could have very well been aliens. But look, that involves a lot of different things. An advanced civilization. These are all the things that assumes. That assumes that there is an advanced civilization of aliens interacting with Earth. That also assumes that not only are they interacting with Earth, they're looking for specifically two little girls in a basement. That assumes that they have invisibility. That assumes that they have all kind. Dude, you could literally go down the line. That assumes that they need to do experimentation on humans. And I mean, just all this stuff or some weird natural phenomena that we don't yet understand in this crazy world of ours, where there is truly theories of portals, dimensions, multiverse, the brain that we have no idea how DMT works, the pineal gland. We have no idea what happens when we're dreaming, daydreaming. What the fuck is that? We could literally be doing anything. We have no idea. But we're assuming it's aliens. Because why? We want there to be aliens, bro. And it's an easy explanation. Exactly. Well, uh, easy in the way that it fits good. Mm -hmm. It fits good. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's the perfect fit or even the right shoe. Nah, mean? Nah, mean. So anyways, I once again, I'm not sold on this idea that this is what's happening. Um, I think legitimately it could be a number of things and that, that aliens, yes, is one of them. Um, but I don't think that that's exactly it. I really don't. I want it to be that. 
Um, but I, I don't necessarily think it is. So I'm sorry. I'm checking messages just to make sure that I'm not missing anybody. Love you all. Uh, again, you can tune in to uh, Discord. Go check it out. Patreon.com. Uh, we love to hear from you. Indeed. So, again, I don't think it, without a reasonable doubt, I mean, obviously it's all reasonable doubt because we can't prove it. But this, I feel like aliens has a lot of reasonable doubt. Whereas a natural phenomenon that we don't understand, there's one assumption, that there's a phenomenon that we don't know. That's it. That's the only assumption. Which we know there's natural phenomena we don't understand. We absolutely know that. So, so I don't understand this idea that, well, it can't be something natural. It has to be something extraterrestrial, otherworldly. Well, because we want it to be. I want to be cradled like a baby in the arms of an ancient alien that formed my DNA. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that. That's you know? beautiful, man. I, I want to fall asleep in the arms uh, of, of, <laughs> of an ancient alien. Here I comes w- that Barry White soundtrack. Oh, you know I mean? yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I want it. You got to have it. Yeah. I need it. I need that love, baby. From you, aliens. And like I said, I I want this. I want this. It's not that I don't want it. I want them to be inside me. Legitimately. Legitimately. But that doesn't make it so. So here we are. If they did get abducted by aliens... It was during the middle of the day, relatively busy residential area, where at least a couple of people would have seen something. So if it was aliens, absolutely, it would have to involve some kind of cloaking, invisibility technology. Here's what I find really fascinating about this uh, encounter. Again, not the aliens, not the UFOs. It's the getting caught in the wood, getting caught in the house, the structure of the house. What the fuck is that about? That's some astral projection shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't that happen in Jumanji too? Just saying. Did it? Oh, wait. Yeah. Remember they were in the attic, Robert Williams like sunk halfway That's right, down. because, they, no, well, that was a natural projection. What happened is they rolled for quicksand, and then they got oh. past the quicksand, and he was halfway through, if I'm, if I'm not that, mistaken, sorry. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> my, my, uh, my Jumanji is, and I don't know where the fuck I pulled that from. My Jumanji is a little rusty. Same, obviously. Uh, dude, I forget, <laughs> I forget to put pants on, but I can recite mem- movie lines like a motherfucker. It's, it's ridiculous. It drives people in my life crazy. But a lot of people who claim to have been abducted talk and mention floating through walls and ceilings. 
So that is a phenomena that seems to be involved in. But again, the other phenomena that isn't really a phenomena, I think it's a crack in the uh, hole in the whatever, something, something that's causing a tear in the whatever you want to call it, hypnosis. That's the issue I have. If it wasn't for that, if these people came upon these memories by themselves, I, I, I would, how can I dispute that? Because it's your personal experience, your personal reality. Now you could maybe say the same thing about hypnosis, but now you have an individual that is guiding you to this memory that may or may not exist. And memories are unbelievably unreliable unreliable incredibly so because even in eyewitness testimonies your your brain fills in so where you start to forget things it just fills shit in that's how the brain works so as you go on in memories your memories become less and less reliable there are people who have photographic memories and things like that but uh but otherwise you know people like me i'm fucked i got zero memory zero memory but Here's an important factor that I want to bring up to y'all, okay? Is that we have technology like this already. Oh, hold on. Let me bring it up here. Hold on. Let me bring it up here. Hold on. I apologize, everybody. I apologize. Let me bring it up here. We have technology already, okay? Except for here. Except. (laughs) <laughs> indeed indeed oh now it's not coming up god damn it you gotta be kidding me yeah there we go that's the one all right so well they're hiring <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right ring that's hey all right um now here's why this is um Interesting. Okay, so here's for those of you not not watching this. How to walk through walls. This is an article um, in Physics World. This goes back to 2010, people. 2010, 12 years old. How to walk through walls. Here's what the article says, and I'll have everything in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Imagine being able to walk through a solid wall. That sort of trick might sound far-fetched, but it's a little closer to reality now that researchers in China have created what they call an invisible gateway. Huan Yang Chen at Suchu University. I'm not making that shit up. Jiatsu says that the effect is a bit like Platform 9 and 3 quarters. That is the fictional area of King's Cross Railway Station in the Harry Potter books. That is only accessible through a secret illusionary wall. Although the researchers... Current demonstration is based on an electrical circuit in radio waves. Chen claims that it could also work for visible light. The idea for the invisible gateway stems from so-called transformation optics, which give us the first invisibility cloak back in 2006. Motherfuckers, 2006. Wow. That's insane. Yet the invisible gateway is almost the opposite of a cloak. Rather than bend light around an object to make the object invisible, the device makes an object, a wall, appear that isn't really there. It is, according to Chen's group, the first demonstration of illusion optics. Dude. 
This is, and then it goes into a bunch of science shit. I'm not going to make it through, but that's the idea. All right. Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh, brother. Wrong one. Oh. Our wonderful there intro. Our wonderful intro. Anyways. Uh, so, learning how to walk through walls. Now, here's another, here's another very interesting thing, okay? Here's another one. And that is walking through walls training system. Can you see that, Nate? I see it. Let me get a little bit closer here. See if I can. Walking through walls training. Whoa! Training system. Wow, now it's really... <laughs> it just doesn't want it. It just uh, wants to keep fucking with me. Yeah, that's the way we're going. All right, so... the This invention is a training system. This is a real patent, by the way. Okay? You can find this under Google Patents. I'll have the link in the show notes. Inventor, John St. Clair, 2004... Uh, let's see. Let's go into it. This invention is a training system. Now it's patented guys. It's patented. So this isn't some pseudoscience bullshit. All right. It's fucking patented. This invention is a training system, which enables a human being to acquire sufficient hyperspace energy in order to pull the body out of dimension so that the person can walk through solid objects such as wooden doors. So the steps are generating a banner, having a plurality, plurality of footprints spaced at regular intervals wherein the banner is placed on the ground, generating a periodic audible signal, whereby the audible signal repeats at a regular interval of time equal to the period and walking on the banner by tracing the footprint space. I don't know what any of this shit means. Either way, I'll put it in the show notes. But a patented training system to train someone to be able to walk through walls by pulling their body out of dimension. What the fuck? Sounds like uh, the men who stare at goats. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Right? Insanity. Or whatever that was. Insanity. What the hell? Crazy. It's patented. That's crazy. It's patented. I'm going to have to practice that. For real, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So here's another one, okay? Invisibility cloaks are not just possible, but they're becoming reality. This is April this year. Two types of nanotechnology, meta lenses and meta materials could soon make Harry Potter's invisibility cloak a reality. If you can see the image, the images of this girl, boy slash girl, feminine looking boy. I don't know. Uh, with some kind of, I'm going to say it's a, it's a person (laughs) with what could be the beginnings of an Adam's apple, uh, with a cloak with the tree behind her. That's just there. It could also be just, uh, a fabric that has that image painted on it, but I doubt it. Long a staple of science. Oh, this is from the article. Long a staple of science fiction and fantasy. The ability to become invisible would be a revolutionary technology, technological development. By bending light of all wavelengths around an object, irrespective of its shape, both metal lenses and metamaterials offer the potential to effectively cloak any object. Recent research has demonstrated that combining the two nanotechnology devices may, in fact, pave the way to the first working universal 
invisibility cloak. Come on, guys. I mean, that's crazy. I want one. That's awesome. Again, this goes into a whole bunch of science shit that I'm not going to make it in. Again, you can just check it out for yourself. Crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. So this technology not only is very possible, it's becoming reality. We're here now. So which leads me again to future humans. Who has the most to benefit from researching the same way we, we research prehistoric fossils? Every, if we could find up the way we do with mummies. Oh, my God. When they find a mummy, it's like, holy shit. Now, imagine being able to go back and actually take an Egyptian <laughs> and experiment on them. Watch them. Like, whatever the fuck. Come on. You know that's happening. You know that's happening. What's the saying that if we, if it, uh, if, if we understand the possibility for time travel, it already exists some, in, in some timeline? anywhere which means we've already yeah. done it so so absolutely and we talk about it all the time now i mean all the time it's in movies now i mean jesus you got marvel doing what a lot of scientists say is one of the most accurate depictions of time travel so we're there man we are there so again all this makes me think that it could be a number of things beyond alien abductions it could be future humans it could be aliens it could be some natural phenomena that we are yet unaware of but like i said if the possibility of these things existing right now if it's possible doesn't that mean that we as in humans have already done it in some time period There's another case. You'd have to, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, you have to assume that. That's another assumption you have to have. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it really is. But that's the whole thing is, look, if you really break this down, you have to factor Mm -hmm. in the potential now for time travel because we are fucking there. Just like you could say humans, future humans could be using invisibility because we have that technology now. So another case that Rainey and Hopkins talk about is a 21-year-old Dennis who was in the United States Air Force in 1974 doing combat training. Um, and he was an emergency first responder on the aircraft runway, the tarmac. So the story goes that Dennis was sitting in a truck with his partner, BJ watching aircraft take off and land when all of a sudden they both come to still in the truck. Neither knew what happened to them, but after taking a couple of moments, figure out, you know, come to their senses, they realize that it'd been several hours and that they were late checking back in um, to the base. So they get all their things together. Um, Dennis starts to notice that his shirt is unbuttoned the wrong way. So like, you know, have you get buttons mix matched, you know, have you ever done that? Yep. Yep. Uh, one of his shoes was gone, <laughs> and there was a little bit of blood coming out of his nose. 
So in other words, BJ you didn't notice the shoe was gone till they got back to the base. Well, no, it's uh, as they were putting their things together to head back to the base. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because I thought the same thing when I read that, I was like, when I'm reading through the the account, I'm going, hold on, hold on. Uh, but no, no, he. This is when they were getting. This is like immediately after they're grabbing their yeah. stuff. They notice the time. They're getting their stuff. All of a sudden, he notices the shirt. Notices his shoe is gone, and notices a little bit of blood's coming out of his nose. So the first thing I would have thought is that I'd been raped by BJ. That's the first thing I would have thought. <laughs> but that's just me. I would have looked at BJ and been like, dude, what did you what do to me? Uh, <laughs> but then they realized that they were wearing each other's shirt. I still would have blamed BJ. Yep. So super weirded out, not knowing what to do. They just decide to uh, go to bed, sleep it off. Over time, next morning they get they go about their business. They don't say anything. So over time, they don't mention it. They don't talk about it. But Dennis is struggling with it, and so he starts to see a psychologist over this. Years later, after he has several memories that keep nagging at him that he can't get to the bottom of, he starts to suspect something, and uh, he believes it was possible that he was abducted by aliens. In my mind, I've never been in this situation. I've never been in the situation where I woke up with my clothes switched around, missing time, wondering what the fuck happened, having weird memories, which he doesn't really go into what these memories are per se. He just having nagging memories. But I don't know if I'm gonna, it's going to lead me to UFOs. But of course... You have, you know, if you're in the military, rumors like that go around. This is 1974, so this is the, you know, you have Star Wars coming out soon. You have sci-fi in a big way during that time period. Aliens, UFOs are talked about. It's talked about. It's all over media. Think about that. 1970s movies, you had a lot of space shit. So that could be it, that it was influencing him. He puts two and three together, comes up with four. <laughs> you know? But here it comes again. He went and got hypnotically regressed to unlock these lost memories. But again, is there a way to truly know these memories weren't planted? Is there a way to know what these memories were that were nagging him and if they actually led to aliens like did he see we don't know we don't know what he saw we don't know what these memories were we have no idea but we do know that after he was hypnotically regressed he all of a sudden has memories of sitting in the truck all of a sudden there's all this light around them coming from above something's descending on them on the vehicle out of nowhere something grabs a hold of his hand feels himself rising from the ground sees a funny-looking person, as he describes, that looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy, but melted? What the fuck? That's weird, man. That is fucking weird. Yeah, super weird. But, um, at the same time, it's very thin and kind of distorted, as he says. So the next thing he realizes, he's laying on a table inside a strange room, presumably on board this craft 
and they're doing examination and procedures. You sense a trend here with all these, all of these, every single one of them, which we, what, two, three, but every single one of them are getting abducted into a craft, being on a table, being experimented on. What are the chances? What are the chances? Not only is abductions a rare phenomenon, okay? Let's be honest. It's a rare phenomenon, or at least presumably. People say, oh, they happen more than you think. All right, whatever. Presumably, it's a rare phenomenon because I haven't had one, so in my mind, it's rare. But what are the odds that in this rare class of people that have been abducted by aliens, they also all happen to have the same story? Again, people in that world and in that scenario say, well, that just leads to me to believe that that it, there's a you know this is what aliens do they abduct people it's par for the course you know there's a lot of them that it's the grays the the uh, reptilians there's also in this they don't really mention the grays they don't really mention the reptiles we have one where they're weird looking people that look like the Pillsbury doughboy We have another one where the little girl just says several beings, doesn't really describe them. So assuming they're different aliens, why the same abduction scenario? Is that like a a memo that goes around in the Galactic Federation of Planets that, uh, hey, if you're going to abduct humans, you have to do it this way. Otherwise, they get weirded out. Or is it simply an easy human explanation? A template memory. Yep. A template memory, which is this, several stages. Some kind of craft with light, get abducted, get experimented on, transported back. Everything else the brain fills in. Everything else. And it could be based on a bajillion things. Between what you ate, what you saw that day, what if you read something, literally everything influences our memories. So think about how little of a template you need and how wide of a variety of little details you're going to get by doing it that way. And I think it, it lines up perfectly. I mean, that's why almost all of them are similar but different. Like these, they're different. They're different in the way that they happen, but otherwise, the main steps, all the same. Template memory, dude. That's what that's that's in my mind. That's what I think. Now I know in this case it makes me sound crazy. Sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. But that's what I believe. So under hypnosis again, he thinks he's he's abducted. Um, it's an interesting case. These are all interesting. They're very interesting. But it doesn't add up to aliens until the hypnosis. Until the hypnosis. But it could be aliens. It could absolutely be aliens. Just as much as it's just as possible for it to be anything else. You could put it on the same dice. Put it on the same dice. Let's say you have four-sided dice. Throw alien abductions on there. Throw weird, crazy, dimensional phenomena on there. Throw weird, crazy, uh, multi, and I already said multi-dimensional, gravitational phenomena. Then put on 
they're the, just the brain and all that encompasses. And roll the dice. Roll of the dice, any of those things. You could absolutely, I think you have just as likely of odds of hitting any one of those. In these cases, in these cases. Now, there might be other cases. But then, you know, the big dice, the one, that the, the heavy, the, the weighted die is the hypnosis. That fucks with the whole randomness of it. You can't, you're, because you just can't. You're adding something to the water that wasn't there organically everything else formed organically the the you know the the memories everything except that so that's what i that's what i think but what do you think nate you think you think any of these are aliens what's your gut telling you i think it's a 50 50 on i could I want it to be aliens. Yeah, me too. You know, I want it to be aliens, but there's just so many, I don't know how I'm trying to word this. So many variables. Too many, too many variables that muddy the waters that it, I don't know. It's hard to distinguish fact from fiction at this point. Yeah, it's a, it really is. I mean, it's it's tough because... Like you said, you have a lot of things muddy in the waters. And look, I mean, you have just human intervention. Again, you have this guy that's coming in. I assume he's a guy. Could be a lady, a lady hypnotist. Generally, they're dudes. Let's just stick with Larry. <laughs> Larry, Larry's Larry the hypnotist guy. And uh, that it just, yeah, it really, it really muddies it up. But it is a very, very interesting case. Um The missing time certainly does make you think aliens. I mean, when, you know, that's a really, really common theme. But, man, I mean, deja vu, that's a common honor that, that you can't explain that feels like time travel. That's not equated to aliens, is it? You know, so, so why do we equate this missing time, whereas deja vu is overlapping time, so why do we equate this specific missing time phenomena with aliens, but deja vu with just past lives, uh, subconscious, telling the future yeah, in some way? I think way? all of us, at least at one point in time in our lives, have experienced that, you know, where you yeah. just you're doing something. Like, I mean, me personally, I, I've spent a lot of time traveling across state about mm. four or five times a year at least. And... Uh, I'll be driving and all of a sudden, you know, it's scary. You just be like, whoa, how did I get this far? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah exactly. I mean, a lot of people go through similar situations like that. So how yeah. does that equate to aliens or yes. anything like that? Because they want it to be. That's what I think the common denominator is, is people throwing in their personal bias. That's what I believe the common denominator is. I don't. You have the hypnotist that makes a career mm, out of absolutely. implanting this template. You, you have the person that come out the same way because it's funding their career. That's right, and you have the person that's already kind of on that idea. Whether and it has to be influenced by something because we've never interacted with you with aliens up to that point, obviously. So, so where are we picking it up that the idea that it could be aliens from media? From influence. So right there, that's your personal bias coming in. 
the first thing that people should do is they should rule out the things that aren't right in front of them. You know, just rule it out and then just try and break it down right in front of me. What's happening right in front of me? What could that have been? Chances are you're going to come back to uh, my brain blew a fuse, <laughs> which happens to me all the time. But not aliens. But there is a, there's another case by uh, Rainey and Hopkins where they talk about, um, this one's kind of interesting. So there's a case involving this lady, uh, Catherine, I believe is her name. Um, and she was flying from, Let's see. Oh, uh, no, it happened in 1990. Here's it. Sorry, I lost my notes there for a minute. In 1995, Catherine Wilson, she was flying from Portland, Oregon to Chicago to meet this lady, Mary Kerfoot, uh, who was a UFO researcher. So my, mind you, already we're, our brain is on aliens. Already. She's a UFO researcher. So these two people, they're, uh, they're uh, you know, tinfoilists. So after landing at O'Hare Airport at around 2.20 p.m., about an hour earlier. Now, how weird does that sound? When does a plane ever land early, dude? I've heard of it getting delayed. Yeah, exactly. I that was the first the first thing that that I was like, what? Uh, out of this story was that she arrived an hour earlier. I was like, when? Somebody please tell me if they've ever taken a flight and gotten there early, a bus, anything, an hour early. That's unheard of. Unheard of. Either way, she gets there an hour early, so she goes, takes a detour to the bathroom. In the bathroom, she goes to wash her hands, but the faucet sensor doesn't register. Now, here's another thing that cued me in. I'm an old guy. I'm from 82. I remember 1995 pretty well. Do you remember hand sensors on bathroom faucets in 95? No. I remember you had to push the button down and it'd like go for yes. a timer. They were still the, the old. You got to hit it again. Yes, exactly. They were the old style. There were no, I, I mean, I barely remember there being hand sensors for the, for the, um, the fucking God damn it. I'm forgetting all my words. I need more THC is, uh, the, the paper towel dispenser. So I was like, okay, so there's two things that I'm already like, hold on, hold on, hold on. She arrived an hour early on a flight, and she says there were faucet sensors in 95. This is time travel. This is time travel. This is an aliens. Either way, I don't know. But I just don't remember there being somebody tell me, because I didn't bother looking it up whether uh you know, faucet sensors were around in 95 because I like being surprised and I would love for one of the listeners to get in touch with me and let me know because I, I, I honestly have no idea and I'm very, very curious about that. Anyways, so either way, hand sensors don't work. Uh, so she waits for one of the other sinks because there was other people in there. She goes to use it. It doesn't work. Then without really thinking about it, she turns to the other woman who's using the sink to her and asks, am I invisible or something? Which, of course, the lady doesn't respond. So, you know, of course, she's like, oh, my God, I am. <laughs> you get that all the time at walmart yeah exactly people don't give a fuck man 
Uh, so the lady just walks past her, and so uh, she's a little weirded out. So after leaving the bath, the bathroom, she looks at her watch, and now it's three twenty. So an hour has passed that she was in the bathroom, and she knew she wasn't in the bathroom for an hour. She just went in there to use the restroom and wash her hands. So missing time, or was there something to do with the? Like I said, the hour early is very very odd. So it's interesting that she was an hour early and she just happened to be in the bathroom for an hour. Very, very interesting to me on that one. Right? Yeah, it's almost unheard of a girl being in a bathroom that long. That's weird. <laughs> oh, shit, indeed. I do feel like time travels on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, so either way, she gets out of the bathroom. She rushes to the luggage area to meet with this lady, Mary, with her assistant, Judy, and notices that everything has a yellowish tint to it. So she runs up to where they're standing, and they're looking out the window. Uh, the two women turn around and see her, and they're super surprised, saying that it was like she just appeared out of nowhere. Um, later, she ended up talking to Mary about this, and went into a little bit more detail and she said that according to Mary, the first thing that Catherine said to them when she came up to them was that she had an episode of missing time, but Catherine said she didn't remember saying that. So I don't know if that, if that means anything, but it's odd that Catherine doesn't remember saying it or she says she doesn't remember saying it. These, these, this lady could be just kind of trumping up an episode. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I experienced missing time. I didn't remember telling you. You know what I mean? Like something like that. More than likely. Could be. So Mary, could be. Mary was also insistent that Catherine wanted, uh, hadn't walked up to them, that she just appeared out of nowhere. But then after going through O'Hare again on her way home, seeing how there would have been, as she says, no way for the women to have not seen her, she felt that something was really happened. Um, and she believes that she was abducted by aliens during that time. Uh, now, I don't think that this lady got hypnotically regressed. There's no mention of her getting hypnotically regressed. But, but we don't know if she was. But uh, like I said, not to say that she's not credible, but she absolutely wants to believe in aliens. Absolutely wants and believes that UFOs exist because she was meeting a fellow ufologist and her assistant. That's why she was there. So even if you have something weird happen that is not an alien abducting you, the first thing you're going to think of is alien abductions, right? It's on the forefront of your mind. So again, it, it doesn't make me think aliens. Even with the, the, the weird missing time, the odd yellowish tint, that, that could all be brain. The fact that she felt invisible, brain. It could be time displacement. <clears throat> it could be a number of things. Her ability to sense frequencies could have changed. 
You know what I mean? Like those moments where you're in tune to something like you weren't before. As simple as that. It could it could have been something like that. An alternate reality. She was sensing some kind of alternate reality. But it could also be aliens. Could also be aliens. Here's an idea. Aliens. Maybe. Maybe. They could have made her invisible. They could have let her walk around the airport, then zapped her out of the bathroom just to experiment on her, then zapped her back just in time to meet her two friends because they care so much about friendships. Well, that and you don't want to get your or miss your luggage and the baggage claim because then you have to wait weeks to get that shit back. That, and, the, and the aliens care about you getting your luggage back. Fuck yeah. They know all about that travel expense. <laughs> they see you when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake. There's your Christmas present. <laughs> A probing. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I know I poke fun at these stories because <clears throat> it's just a little far-fetched for me. To And, and I want to believe in aliens, but again, I, I, these things just don't necessarily add up to aliens. It absolutely, like I said, put it on the same dice, roll it, just as likely to be any of the other things. But I don't think it has to be aliens. But I think you should go and check out that Rainey Hopkins book. I'll put it in the show notes uh, so you guys can check it out. Go check it out for yourself. Read the read the accounts for yourself. See if I'm 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 definitely not including all the little details because look, I got a you know little show like this. I I don't I don't want to spend hours going over this shit because you could you could literally dissect every single little one. Um, but when you do a general overview like this, it's kind of for me it's easier to see the pattern. It's easier to see the pattern of, well, a lot of this could be chalked up to, like I said, a time distortion of some kind the brain shorting out for a moment a number of things trying to fill their pockets yeah yes exactly on top of that on top of that money but there are a lot of other accounts that are interesting that we're not going over whether true or not i'll give you a shorter overview there's one from Mexico, early 1990s. Three pilots from Mexico Air Force encounter three multiple objects, or I'm sorry, multiple objects, not three, multiple, on their radar but couldn't confirm them visually. The Tujunga Canyon abduction encounters uh, where several abductees say invisible entities harassed them. A lot of reptilian encounters mention invisible entities. They have the ability or technology to make themselves and others invisible. And I'm not saying that invisibility wasn't used. I'm just not convinced it's aliens. That's what it comes down to. I'm not convinced it's government either. I think there's, there's a plethora of things at play here. People's minds doing things that they're not aware of, natural phenomena around them that they're not aware of, on top of government that are shysty motherfuckers and potential of aliens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Throw them all in there. Like I said, throw them on the same dice. But we have the technology. Humans, not advanced aliens. So why wouldn't it be us? 
it could easily just be us and aliens are just a wonderful little scapegoat because how are you going to prove or disprove anything? Bingo. Bingo! And... It's a nice little umbrella. (laughs) Yes. And why fuck with us at all? Why fuck with a humanity at all? With it, when I mean, uh, I mean aliens. Why interact with us at all? There's all these people that say, oh, well, because, you know, humans were the. Look, I find that we are human centric, are we not? That's what, that's our whole identity is being a human. So when we, we self project, that's why every story is like a, a, a humanoid alien, because we can't think beyond that. It's hard for us to do that, it takes a lot of imagination. Think about what's out there. It, as I think we were talking before the show, Nate, we assume that these things are carbon-based life forms, right? Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't reach out. I mean, like I said, you got to use your imagination. We've actually uh, proven that silicone, uh, silicone itself, uh, can be. Uh, work as well as a a conduit as a carbon atom. It has the walls to connect to other atoms. Silicone? Yeah, silicone. Wow. I left my notes upstairs. I'd have to have traveled before. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. No, I threw uh, you on the spot. Yep, right in the hot seat. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean... uh, well, like you if I just use your imagination, I mean, carbon yes. base is on Earth. If there's other planets, obviously that there's possibility that these creatures, aliens, don't uh, exist the same way that we do. Yeah. And they would have evolved and adapted extremely far-fetched different than what we can imagine. That's right. Yeah, even with even with space travel, it's, you know, we, we say all the time, oh, well, you know, how would they do that? We, you know, we don't, we can't, we don't have the technology. That's assuming that they started with fossil fuels, that they started, they could have started with anti-gravity. That would, that could have been the first technology they discovered, anti-gravity. And that was their starting point. So they would be far more advanced in certain ways, as well as not just being carbon-based life forms. It could literally be anything. They could be fucking jellyfish. You know, for all we know, zero skeletal structure, the ability to be able to travel through space is because they have no, they don't lose bone density. They don't lose muscle mass because they don't have those things. They're a fucking floating central nervous system style uh, with eyeballs. You have no plausible idea. None. Other than what humans can relate to their own imagination. That's right. You know, and of course, I mean, you look at every movie that we've ever done, there always has to be the human perspective. Mm -hmm. So when we think of aliens and try to imagine things, I mean, it's like trying to see a color you've never seen before. Yeah. You have no idea what it is. That's right. Colorblind. Exactly. That's a thing. We Mm -hmm. would be, we would be alien blind because it would be beyond our perception. Uh, And look, I... The cosmos has to be full of life. Take, you know, despite the theory, you know, people go into the whole theory. Oh, the numbers say, eh, fuck all that. Just my gut says it has to be. It has to be. My favorite line is 
saying that there's no aliens is like taking a spoon full of ocean water and saying there's no such thing as sharks. You know what I mean? Like, the, absolutely, there is a thing of sharks in the ocean, but you're not going to find them in a spoonful of water, of ocean water. No. So that's, that makes yeah, that's, that's really what it is. So I, so the, co- absolutely, there's life out there. My question is, why Earth? If there's all this life out there, all the potential for there to be any number of fantastical, amazing, fascinating, interesting, unimaginable alien life forms out there. Why humans? Why Earth? Why travel the cosmos of possibilities to come and fuck with pink apes? And I, when I say pink, I'm saying take the, take the skin off the outside. That's what we all are. We're just pink on the inside. So it's it's just I don't I don't buy it that 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 we're just the the X that marks the spot in the cosmos that aliens come to. But the fact is we don't know. We have no idea and I say this all the time. I feel like I end every episode on the same premise. We don't know. We have no idea. Aliens could absolutely be making people invisible to play with their booty holes. Meaning that abductions could be happening anywhere at any time. Anywhere at any time. I could be getting abducted right now. We'd have no idea. Well, you might if it happens during this. But that's the truth. We, we will never know the truth of what until, until it's revealed to us. And, and But that's what's fun about it, right? That's what's fun about it is talking about all the possibilities. All the possibilities. So, Nate, you got anything else to say on this subject? You know, I finally went up and got my notes. Yeah! So I apologize. I sounded like a dumbass there for a minute. But, yeah. Um, yeah, as you were saying, like, we were talking about how the carbon life forms uh, – our basis for life here on Earth that given other atmospheres and environments on planets that we obviously wouldn't know about, you'd have to take into consideration that it wouldn't be the same existence as we are. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they've talked about, like, you hear how they, the invisible alien, you know, and even in ancient, and even in ancient cultures, you see common depictions of these aliens in suits, like spacesuits. You know, so it wouldn't be too far-fetched to think that they are walking around, you know, being a part of us, being able to study if that was their thing. But then again, we have that technology, like you said. So it really doesn't make much sense to explain that aliens are coming over here to these primitive warlike monkeys to come over here and experiment on us it just makes more sense for us to be doing shit to ourselves yeah well it's it like i said there's less variables involved to me it's assuming less it's a, you're taking assumptions either way but it's assuming a lot less because again we know the technology exists we know that we have it all those things um and absolutely based on our history we know that we tend to use these things more than we don't use them so, I think it's a very real possibility. But the real question is, as always, 
as always, is what do you all think? I want to know. I want to know what you think. I want to know if you have stories, you have experiences, you just want to reach out. Um, you can email in the show notes, portal to all things UFO. No, go click it right now. Uh, go check it out. Uh, and you can get involved. Patreon.com slash UFO. No podcast where we are building the tinfoil militia. Oh, I short. We are building the tinfoil militia and I want you in the ranks. So go donate now. Uh, give my shout outs to my peoples real quick. The OG supporter, designer tinfoil hat wearing Aaron Rice. Thank you so much, lady. Always appreciate your support. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Casey Armadillo, first merch buyer and now member of the tinfoil militia. Thank you, Casey, very much. Appreciate the support. Michael Benavides, thank you, sir, as well. Appreciate your support. Michael Ralston. Dude, love you, man. Thank you for all the support. Jesse, I love the conversations, lady. Thank you so much for the support and the feedback. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. Uh, Rihanna Little, thank you. Her and her hubby, we talk all the time. Brian, I believe is what her name is. Uh, It's so much fun. We have great conversations um, after the show. Great. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Um, And remember, you can always join on the uh, Discord. Uh, Carlton Turner, who joined us last night on the Discord, which was super fun. Thank you, sir, for coming along. That was great. Um, and, of course, Vince Alien Vibe Guy Guzman. Thank you, sir, for uh, for coming on the show the one time and for uh, supporting the show. I really, really, really appreciate it. And, again, you, could too, can be a part of the UFO No Army, the Tinfoil Militia at Patreon.com, where we are going to be releasing a new episode each week, bonus episodes, uh, and then for the members, you get the Discord and other bonus content that's going to be coming very, very soon. So uh, don't miss out. Any donation means the world to me. But uh, please, continue means the world. Um, now for shout-outs. Uh, check out the Black Coast. These guys, Killer Band, Wet Wired. Thanks for the shout-out, guys. Uh, means a lot. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, my friend Casey Leeski. Uh, thank you, sir, always for the feedback. Uh, Listen to the show, gave us a good review. Thank you. Matthew Morfit, thank you as well, my friend. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know what? I believe he belongs in the shout-out, the, uh, the Patreon members section, and I keep forgetting to move him. And I apologize, Matthew. Uh, but uh, thank you for the support, sir. It really does mean a lot. Uh, ridiculous Patronus one, your scented memory, GG Holland, the slime King plays. Thank you all for your feedback and your support as well. Uh, my sister, Christy, the whole family, Jesse, Zoe, Emma. Thank you for listening. Always. Um, Josh from Camp Verde, Arizona. Thank you, sir, uh, for the stories. Damn it. I didn't read them on the show. Motherfucker. I'll do it next time. All right, dude. I promise. I'm going to make it. I'm making a note right now. Hold on. All right. So I'm going to do that. Thank you so much. Sent me stories. Going to read them on the show. Um, Thank you, Josh. As well as Andy Peoples. Dude, that guy hit you up, right, Nate? He did. Oh, man. I really appreciate that, too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love hearing from fans. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Andy Peoples, thank you, sir. Uh, also, be sure to go check out that link in the show notes. Get yourself some sweet merch. Um, just portal to all things UFO. No. 
And everyone who's bought merch, I really appreciate it. Whatever you got, whether it's uh, we got mugs, we got cups, we got tumblers, uh, we got shirts, we got sweatshirts, we got all kinds of different styles, uh, all kinds of different. We got the logo. We've got one that says Cosmic Blue Balls. Um, you can get a number of things, whether it's a sweatshirt or a mug, like I said, whatever you want. But you can tag UFO No Podcast uh, on the Instagram, and uh, I really want to highlight it, really want to shout you out. So that's another way to get in on the show um, and get a shout out. Let me know you listen to the show or donate. It's that simple. If you like the show, be sure to share this episode. Give a nice review. Again, hit that button, that subscribe button on the Rumble, on the YouTube. It all goes to help. Uh, but for us, I want to shout out Nathan, your Facebook page, Bold On. How's that going, man? Oh, yeah. That's going good. You know, I've got some people following on there now. It's hey, uh, yeah. it's growing, and I love to hear from everybody. So hit me up if you got stories, you got questions you go. about the show, just anything. Let me hear from you. That's right. You can follow me, Ben Austin, everywhere. You can follow the podcast, podcast underscore UFO No on Twitter. On uh, Instagram, it is UFO No Podcast. But as I said, everything is in the link in the show notes and that portal to all things UFO. So go check it out. But as I always say, I love you all. Thank you so much. Stay elevated and watch out for the government. They're shoisty bastards.